Located in the middle of the Korean peninsula, Seoul was a strategic location in bygone centuries where the three kingdoms of Baekje, Kukuryo, and Shila, BCE 57, CE 688, all targeted to conquer it. Whoever captured Seoul reflected its extraordinary military power. To gain a firm foothold there, the Joseon dynasty, 1392-1910, even declared Seoul its capital, a role that Seoul is still playing. During the early days of the Joseon dynasty, the capital of Korea was moved from Kaesong, modern-day North Korea, to Seoul. King Taeho, the founder of the Joseon dynasty, ordered the building of Gyeongbokgung, which literally means the Palace of Shining Blessings. Later, Changyonggung, another palace, was built by King Sejong, 4th Emperor of Joseon Dynasty, and enlarged by King Seongjong, 9th Emperor of Joseon Dynasty, to take care of the family of the preceding kings. The first palace served as the principal palace until 1592 when it was burnt down during the Japanese invasions. It laid in ruins for nearly 300 years until its reconstruction in 1865. These palaces skillfully combined ancient Chinese architecture principles with Joseon dynasty tradition. The palace setting follows the Feng Shui concept due to the essence of energy circulation. Therefore, the palace positions itself to the south to enjoy the sun longer, and the mountains behind protected from the cold wind in the north. The picture behind the throne of the main hall depicts the red sun and the white moon, which symbolize the presence of the king and the queen, with a blessing that may their glory be everlasting. Gyeongbokgung Palace, sitting in the heart of Seoul, leads to the entrance of Gwanghwamun Gate, the landmark of the city. Just a walking distance from Gwangmum Gate, we eventually arrived in a square with a statue of King Sejong. King Sejong is considered the most influential historical leader in Korea. He introduced myriads of progressive ideas and implemented reforms to better the lives of civilians, especially relief programs in times of drought or flood. Traditional Chinese characters were widely used until 1446 when he invented Hangul, the Korean characters to simplify wordings for less educated people to learn writing. Besides, the ideas of Confucianism rose in prominence during the Joseon era. Filial piety is strongly encouraged as the king extended his gratitude to his predecessors in Jongyo twice a year. This Confucian royal ancestral shrine, which has survived relatively intact since the 16th century, was where traditional ritual practices took place. Meanwhile, behind the backdrop of the street scenes, don't forget the Hanok villages where their charm falls on the maze-like streets and elegant wooden architecture. It was once where the noblemen and aristocratic of the Joseon dynasty called it home. In the present day, some transformed into craft workshops, traditional culture programs and guesthouses that offer tourists a taste of the past. Nowadays, Seoul is packed with high-rise skyscrapers, showing how prosperous this capital city is. Once an agricultural country, South Korea successfully reconstructed its economy into an export-oriented one in the 1960s. Since then, it has become industrialized at an unprecedented speed because of its favorable trade and industrial policies. South Korea's GDP grew by an average of 10% per year between 1962 and 1995 and is now hailed as one of Asia's most advanced powerhouses. Wherever you go, Korean brand Samsung or LG mobile phones, TVs, or other home appliances are just around the corner. Other Korean automobile manufacturers, chiefly Hyundai and Kia, have also found their path to thrive. What's equally impressive is the cultural engagement of South Korea to tourists and foreigners from all walks of life. Celebrities, K-pop songs, TV dramas and shows have been in great hits among numerous people, even among my friends. 
According to Joseph Nye, an international relations scholar, soft power means a country's capacity to shape others' choices by persuading or co-opting. It relies on positive connections with a nation's culture to attract others and enhance its influence on the international stage. This showcased South Korea's effort to spread its culture at the people-to-people level, instead of coercion. Apart from cultural products, food also becomes a reason for tourists to come to Seoul. Korean food is getting popular because of its exquisitely varying flavors and myriads of health benefits. A well-planned traditional Korean meal includes sweet, sour, bitter, hot and salty tastes. It even strives to mix all the colors green, white, red, black and yellow. Each color represents the five elements of the yin-yang principle, wood, metal, fire, water and earth. Many locals believe that kimchi and traditional Korean food, mainly consisting of a mixture of vegetables, helps eliminate excess fat, decrease cholesterol level, enhance metabolism and digestion. Though this trip was already four years ago, each time it brought back delightful memories of myself traveling freely during my university years. The sights and sounds of this capital of South Korea, the magnificent cultural sites, delicious cuisines and the high-rise skyscrapers showcasing how developed this city is, make it a fascinating place to be.